We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for June 5th, 2016. Today is just going to probably be about two parts. Um, a We're going to be talking today mostly about vaccinations because the agenda here keeps getting more draconian and more evil by the day. And these are things we need to know about, especially if you wind up in the hospital particularly regarding this first report that we're going to be talking about here today. It's entitled, Nurse Whistleblower, Hospitals Vaccinating Patients by Force Without Their Knowledge or Consent. The momentum, consciousness, and continual discussion around truth and education related to the vaccine injury has never been greater. Parents and communities have taken the initiative to find answers for their sons and daughters who suffered severe adverse events from immunization. Unfortunately, at that point, it's, it's too late. You know, the damage is kind of done. I'm not saying there's things you can't do, uh, but if you have already have an autistic child because of this, you know, it's it's not where you want to be, obviously. You want to you be ahead of that <laughs> so that that never happens to your children. That's ultimately where you want to be. Um, <clears throat> evaporating fast are the days of dead-end solutions and pharmaceutical answers provided by the mainstream media's corrupt toolbox. Uh, like an untamable ripple effect, this awakening has also encompassed the discussion around mandatory vaccination, lack of informed consent, pharmaceutical control of American health care, and an overall lack of health freedom currently resting on a slippery slope. In the age of information, the incidences of whistleblowers are increasing. Uh, as health freedom and informed consent is eroding at breakneck speeds, those left with eth ethics, courage, and humanity within such a system are keeping quiet no longer. So it doesn't doesn't do any good to just shut your mouth about this type of stuff. If you do, just evil continually will increase and overcome. And, you know, there's that quote by, it's, it's, it's attributed to a lot of different people, you know, the only thing necessary for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing, essentially. And um, it's very, very... True. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the only thing, but, but it's definitely one of the main things. <clears throat> so let's go further here. In the age of information, the incidences of whistleblowers are increasing as, as health freedom and informed consent is eroding at breakneck speeds. Those less left with ethics, courage, and humanity within such a system are keeping quiet no longer. Meeting on the first Friday of each month, the Talk About Curing Autism's Pennsylvania Chapter Supporting Meeting gathers to provide education support and resources for families that are in need and again it's talk about this is the name of the the uh, group evidently talk about curing autism's pennsylvania chapter support meetings so unfortunately and these are most likely all parents with autistic children and again as i've cited these statistics before they they meaning whoever is determining the demographics regarding the coming autism onslaught are predicting that by the year 2028, 100% of the boys born will be autistic, 2028, and I believe it's by 2031, 100% of the girls will then be autistic as well. So this is, the, this is the, the plan they have. They want to create a whole race of, of literally brain-damaged um, humanity that has no will to resist, no will to take care of them, no, no, no ability to take care of themselves. Um, 
it's just like kind of like when they first in in the Hitler uh, uh, camps when they started putting fluoride in the water. The fluoride was put in there to create a very very docile, dumbed down population. Same reason that they're putting it in the water today. It's just that in Nazi Germany. In places like Auschwitz and in these other death camps, I'm sure the dosage was much higher because they could get away with a whole lot more. I mean, they were gonna, you know, they 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 literally gassed them a lot of times when they got off the trains. It wasn't like they were under a microscope there; they could pretty much do whatever they wanted. But those that were there, they wanted them to be compliant. They wanted them to be docile and dumbed down. So I'm sure they were receiving massive doses of fluoride, which is a one of the main ingredients that has been in rat poison. It's also the main ingredient in Prozac. All of this is being done by design to kill us and to dumb us down and to create this weak-willed, mealy-mouthed, docile populace that really doesn't care if they're slaughtered. Now, they will when they're, they're being, you know, marched off to the death camps, but by then it'll be too late. This is what their goal is. And... This year alone, I think that it's it's a two-part thing. Their gloves are coming off like no other time I've ever seen. And the things that they're trying to enact. And and I do believe partly it's because they're desperate. I also believe it's partly because they're their their arrogance, their hubris that they have against humanity. And the fact that their agenda is so far advanced at this point. They figure, what are you gonna do about it? Also, the fact that so many people are waking up, it is forcing them to push their timetable ahead. Because they realize if the current amount of people continue to waken up percentage-wise, they're going to run out of time. So, the gloves have come off, and they have gotten, meaning the Satan's minions, the Illuminati, the globalists, the, the, these types of people. The gloves are coming off. They are in full desperation mode to implement these agendas. And this is why I think you're seeing an increase of this type of behavior. Because it is accelerating. It really boils down to them getting us to conform to their system in whatever way, shape, or form they deem that we need to. I just saw this commercial um, online. And it was a phone, a Samsung phone. And you plugged it into these... One of the things it did is it had the ability to plug into these VR glasses, these virtual reality things that you put on, and now you're now it's just you're one step closer to the matrix. They want to ultimately have you in that twenty four seven, ultimately to do only God knows what. Ultimately, I mean maybe just to kill you. Maybe they'll just have you there until you're deemed as you know cattle for the slaughter. I don't know. But ultimately, or to download your consciousness into a computer as they have predicted. Don't mess with that stuff. Don't mess with those VR glasses. I, I've, I've heard about these coming out. I, I probably, I'm going to probably need to do a study on this coming up. But this is just one more step to bring you into that fantasy world. That, 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 and while you're ignoring all of the unbelievably nefarious things going on that are plotting humanity's demise. They want to keep you in this matrix of this fantasy world to keep you placated until they ultimately implement their uh, ultimate solution. So this is, this is their actual ultimate goal.
Okay, so going back to the main report, at a recent meeting that took place during the first week of May, a nurse was filmed using a live stream app, Periscope, warning of forced flu vaccinations occurring in U.S. hospitals. <clears throat> in addition, the nurse gave possible solutions to the unaware, targeted public in an effort to preserve their informed consent and avoid unwanted adverse reactions. According to the nurse whistleblower, and we are going to play this video because I think this is, it's like a three-minute video. I think it's important to state this and then let her reiterate it in her own words. Uh, because this is just something that everybody in this country needs to know about. Especially ones that, that care if they're vaccinated or not. She goes on to say, since the Affordable Care Act came out, we are now, as nurses, required to ask every single patient when they come to the hospital if you've had your flu vaccine or your pneumococcal vaccine. If you say no to either one of those in the computer, an order will generate that says we need to give you this vaccine. We don't need to speak to the doctor. It's hospital policy. It's now health department policy that we now have to give you the vaccine. You know, and, and, and God forbid you were in like a car accident or something and you're unconscious, they're just going to give it to you most likely. You know, if you come in there and, some, and you can't actually, I mean, if maybe if they can get to a family member, they'll sign off on the informed consent. They're going to do whatever it takes. They're not going to be thinking in those terms, most people. The new signed consent for hospital services includes vaccines, but patients are unaware they're granting such consent. A nurse whistleblower who works in a U.S. hospital recently revealed how hospitals now vaccinate patients against their desire. She said, quote, when you go to the hospital, if you need surgery, say you need a knee replacement surgery, first they're going to ask you if you've had your vaccines. You're going you're gonna to say no. Then they're going to say to you, you need this, this, to sign this consent if you're going to have surgery. You need to sign this consent. In the consent, there's a word called biogenics or biologics. And if you sign this consent saying, I consent for you to give me biologics or biogenics, that basically means that they can give you anything that they deem necessary, including vaccines. Because now vaccines falls under that classification of biogenics or biologics. So if you say that you didn't get a flu shot and it's flu season... And you sign the consent saying, I agree to biogenics or biologics. They will give you a vaccine even when you're under anesthesia because you already can sign the consent form. Unless you go and get your medical records, you will not even know you got the flu vaccine. Or maybe you'll know if you have the puncture mark in your arm or wherever they are going to give it to you. Of course, you might just think that was some other shot you got during the surgery. They, the hospital, may tell you at the end, oh, by the way, you're now covered. You've had the flu vaccine and you've got the pneumococcal vaccine. Two people now have reported to me last week saying that they got the vaccine, they did not, but they did not want the vaccines. In other words, they're not reading this, well, it's not their even fault because now it's under this biologics, okay, which could mean something like blood or plasma as well. So what they're doing is they're putting it under this umbrella to trick you so you don't even know. You have no clue that you're going to get it. So I'm not, I'm not even blaming the people. They're just not aware of this. And this is all being done to trick you by design. Because it's very important for Satan to get you as fully vaccinated as humanly possible. It's a gigantic part of the agenda that I have went over time and time again. They're altering our DNA 
They're devastating our immune system. They're corrupting us. They're putting things like mercury and aluminum and uh, all of these unbelievably horrific genetic byproducts of other animals into our system all by design in order to defile our DNA. So, going back to this, it says, uh, they did not, these people that got the vaccines, did not know the word biogenics or biologics meant that they're going to get a vaccine. So how can people protect themselves? According to the nurse, perhaps a simple strategy can instantly combat the push towards forced vaccination now happening in the U.S. hospital. She warns, when you sign consent for surgery, you can specifically say no to vaccines. I don't want this. You can write an initial after what you say you do not want and they have to honor that and if they don't honor that they can be sued so that's very very important when you sign the consent for surgery you can specifically say no to vaccines i don't want this <laughs> and you can write an initial after that to say you do not want it i would i would do that if you read this i would do it i'd probably circle the world word when it comes up in the informed consent form, I would circle the word biogenics, biologics, and that's where I would say, no vaccines, I do not want this, and initial it. So they know specifically, they can't deny and say, oh, we weren't really sure what you meant. Going further, um, she warns, when you sign a consent for surgery, you can... Okay, I already, already read that, sorry. Um, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration defines biologics using the following statements. Biological products include a wide range of products, such as vaccines. In contrast to most drugs that are chemically synthesized and their structure is known, most biologics are complex mix mixtures that are not easily identifiable or characterized. It should be noted that the Department of Justice publishes a quarterly list of vaccine severe adverse reactions, settlements, and injuries. And the majority of the vaccine injuries contained in the DOJ's list are a direct result of the flu shots. So that's, that's one that's really, really important they get into you. Because they want to make sure you're as vaccine damaged as possible. Not only that, the effects are cumulative. And the buildup of aluminum and things like mercury and that in the flu shots are also cum cumulative. And these have an unbelievably bad effects on you know, not only biological systems, but the brain function as well. Furthermore, denying the patient this knowledge and access to the manufacturer's insert before injection constitutes a laundry list of broken medical ethics agreements and violations of international codes. But guaranteed, you're not going to ever be able to get sue them because they're, they have immunity. Uh, these are violations of international codes protecting humans against forced medical experimentation, which is exactly what the whole populace is. It's just a big medical experiment. Here's this nurse. And she is a medical professional who has insight and information that you're going to want to hear. Go right ahead, Tina. Tell us what you've learned. Okay. Since the Affordable Care Act came out, since the Affordable Care Act came out, we are now, as nurses, required to ask every single patient when they come to the hospital if you've had your flu vaccine or your pneumococcal vaccine. If you say no to either one of those, in the computer an order will generate that says we need to give you this vaccine. We don't need to speak to a doctor, it's hospital policy, it's now health uh, department policy that we now have to give you the vaccine. Even if you came to the hospital with a stubbed toe, 
you will, will be offered both vaccines if you um, meet requirements, which just about everybody meets requirements for flu vaccine. And most people over the age of 65 will meet the pneumococcal vaccine. Even if you come to the hospital with a stub toe, you are going to be given this vaccine. You have the right to say no. If you say no, they just check it off as refused. Um, this was never like this years ago. This is a new thing. That and tell me what we were discussing before about surgery and your admission that you hadn't had these recent vaccines. Tell me about this protocol because I don't think that people, matter of fact, I know that there are many people that are not aware of this. What you, when you go to the hospital, if you need surgery, you need a knee replacement surgery, first they're going to ask you if you've had the vaccines. You're going to say no. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to say, well, you need to sign this consent. If you're going to have vaccine, if you're going to have surgery, you need to sign a consent. In the consent, there's a word called biogenics. If you sign the consent saying, I consent for you to give me biogenics, that basically means that they can give you anything that they deem necessary, including vaccines. So if you say you didn't get a flu shot, it's flu season, and you sign the consent that says I agree to biogenics, they will give you a vaccine even when you're under anesthesia because you already signed the consent. So you might not even know you received the vaccine, correct. is that correct? Unless you go and get your medical records, you will not know that you got a flu vaccine. They may tell you at the end, oh, by the way, you're now covered, you got the flu vaccine, or you got the pneumococcal vaccine. But two people now have reported to me last week saying that they got the vaccine, they did not want the vaccine, they didn't know that word biogenics meant that they're going to get a vaccine because vaccine falls under the title of biogenics. Biogenics. It's new terminology that I myself just realized. Mm -hmm. So this, this is profound. This is so how can people, with your insight, protect themselves from being vaccinated against their wishes? You can, when you sign consent for surgery, you can specifically say, no vaccines, I don't want this. Like, you can write an initial after what you say you do not want, and they have to honor that. And if they don't honor it, they can be sued. Right. So we do need to be educated to protect ourselves. Correct. So anytime you go to the hospital, yes. you should be aware of their policies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and you said it was biogenics? The word biogenics is now being used. In the past, it used to be a consent that basically said we could give you blood products if we feel you need it. We could give you, you know, other medications if you, we feel you need it. But now with the word biogenics, it's now including vaccines. Profound. Thank you so much for sharing your turnover with us because this is information that's absolutely going to no be problem. saving lives and make it a big difference. Thank you so much. No problem. Okay, so it's basically just a, when you go, if you go into a hospital, it is an absolute minefield of evil a gauntlet of evil you're trying to dodge the whole time you're in there and that's just one of the things that they're doing okay so i really felt like that that was something my listeners need to be made aware of and then now we flash back to this and i wonder if this will now also be under the classification of biogenics and this is just from last year i mean december 11 2015 um listener julie uh she said hi friends a warning to those who may go to the hospital for minor procedures one of my workmates and i'm pretty sure she's in australia but this is also going on in america one of my workmates recently went to a hospital to get a benign lump out of her breast when she was discharged from the hospital the doctor informed her that not no not that they had vaccinated her but that they had put a chip in a microchip in her body my chin nearly hit the floor with shock. I suggested that she go back to the doctor 
demand it be taken out at their cost, as it never should have been put in there without her permission. So be careful when you go to the hospital. You may have to tell them no chip, otherwise they may be putting one in. Now, I've heard they're doing this all over the place. For a lot, a lot of, of people that go in for facial stuff, for dental procedures, um, different types of surgery, they're just putting them in. And they're not telling you. And I don't know if, if this is one, and this is why I want to create as much public awareness about this as possible so that they're not able to just do this and there's no repercussions. Here's another email regarding this. This was from December 23rd, 2015, a listener, Eric. Um, RFID chips implanted without knowledge. Uh, a must-see video radio interview by ICAT, I-C-A-A-C-T leaders Lars Drugard and Jesse Beltran. Do not hesitate to share, like, and dis- distribute this video to everyone. I actually played a little bit of this last time, and I give you the link for that. Implants do not only have tra- tracking capabilities, but they also have the ability to affect, monitor, and change the carrier's brain functions and biological functions to a degree that can be compared to torture. The torture can lead to death or suicide. Yeah, absolutely. This stuff is going on, and it has been going on for years. Lars Drugard and Jesse Beltran are interviewed by a Dutch radio host in Brussels, October 5th. They talk about the work that ICAT is doing, which involves finding factual evidence of implants in the victims' bodies. An important part of this is to scan the victims for radio frequency emissions from their bodies. Another is to be of help to victims when they interact with doctors or authorities, who are prone to claim, without doing any investigation, that the victim suffers from psychological disorders. So then they can uh, get them all dosed up on medications and, you know, because the implant's making them crazy. ICAT helps victims to prove these professionals wrong and also helps them to deal with this new type of problem in today's technologically advanced society. Traditional treatments and diagnosis might be obsolete in some cases. Lars Drugard talks about the development of these chips and their use on prisoners. A little bit about old C. CIA experimentation documents. Jesse Beltran talks about the very specific places on the human body where RF is emitted, uh, suggesting that the implementation of many individuals isn't random. Both Beltran and Dragard speak about how the implants work, uh, using changing magnetic fields that power them up. Also, uh, a bit about the different types of implants that now exist and that are constantly becoming smaller and smaller and more difficult to find. Another subject is how these implants can be easily introduced into the human body and the fact that some people only admit radio frequency from a specific spot on their bodies, which is a dead giveaway that you got implanted. Okay? Uh, whether they had, whether they either had an operation done or the flu vaccine. Oh, Yeah. I forgot to mention that they're implanting people most um, most of the time now through the flu vaccine. So that's the very way they're getting not only the flu vaccine, which is just horrific enough, but you're also getting a big fat implant. And now you can get it when you go to the hospital, when you sign off on that informed consent form, or probably a lot of times even when you don't, because they're just going to give it to you now. Let's go ahead and play this. I wasn't going to play this, but yeah, I think we need to we need to re-listen to this. Yeah, I, I think Lars raised a good point. Um, I was asked to 
do a presentation in front of a leadership uh, group in, in, in a city south of Sacramento, and they had politicians there, religious leaders and business leaders. And uh, they had saw our video that we had produced uh, called Domestic Terrorism Silent Raid. And uh, when, after we were done, they asked if we, if we had the equipment, and they demanded that we scan them. What they wanted they wanted to be scanned by their equipment to see if they had been implanted after this presentation. That's, we anticipated finding was a very, very low positive uh, finding. Uh, but what we did find was ultimately more disturbing with regards to the percentages versus the symptomatic group. And the reason why it was more disturbing is because out of that group, 90% came up positive. Now, this is out of a random group that just came to hear a speech. These were people that I don't even think were symptomatic of, like, let's say, what a lot of the implants can cause. Like, let's say, mental aberrations or certain things physiologically or biologically. These were people that were probably thinking they were not going to check negative, and 90% of that group checked positive. Do you realize what this means? That means that, that there's a very good likelihood that the majority of people walking around just in America have already been implanted. And then we look at the mark of the beast. And I'm not saying this is the mark of the beast, but this is the same... I, I believe very, very similar technology. I'm sure that it will be more advanced for the Mark of the Beast. It's not like these people can't buy, sell, or trade without their flu vaccine implant that they got. It's not So I'm not going to say it's the Mark of the Beast, but who knows what it's doing to them on a genetic level, on a biological level, on a, on a mental aberration level, on a demonic level. Because I guarantee you there's probably a very large demonic component that comes with these implants. And I think this is why... They are so wanting to emphasize these flu vaccines because the flu vaccines are something that it seems as though where they're really targeting the flu vaccines to make sure everybody's implanted. So this is, I mean, just beyond important from a biblical standpoint. Let's, let's, let's analyze this particular group. When we started to pick it apart, those who were in the military came up positive in all the same identical locations. So you could superimpose them over each other, um, take photographs and superimpose them over each other and be exactly the same. Okay, so the, in other words, they had gotten all implanted in the same spot. Where that is, I, I'm not 100% sure, but probably the shoulder or something like that. The next group uh, was groups that uh, had elective surgeries. So they came up in elective surgeries. What were we just talking about with the informed consent? An unusually abnormal area. So you know, we could take now take them out of the group because they've been counted. And what was left uh, was generally these little old ladies, and uh, they're only coming up positive in their right and left arm, or right or left arm. And then you ask them, you well. What did you have done there? And they said, well, the only thing I've had done there is my flu vaccine. Yeah. Come to me. Mm -hmm. So did you hear that? The only thing I've had done there in the right or left arm is my flu vaccine. Okay, so these all these little old ladies are emitting, you know, radio frequency waves out of the right or left shoulder, right or left arm.
from the from the implanted vaccine from the flu vaccine. Yeah, it's very easy, eh? Flu vaccine. And in the United States, I, I don't know how they are people. here. The United States has telephone campaigns, telemarketing campaigns right now to come and get your flu shot for free. So. I, I don't know what they do here in Europe, but they're very aggressive in the United States currently in, in getting these flu shots out. It's about this time, you know, here in Holland, because everybody got got on the, on the post from from uh, from the doctor his his car to go to uh, to take his vaccine. It's it's all, all, also uh, on this moment here in Holland. So I'm we we're gonna broadcast this program next week, and this and also because of the of the flu vaccines from people. Yeah, and and we we have done other interviews and we've, we've done some networking with some very um, credible people and um, there was one radio show Lars and I did in Ireland and I'm, the, the name of the individual we were with on that show is skipping me right now uh, but he had documentation where a group of physicians had, had admitted that uh, these that there were chips that were pre-filled in syringes uh, in, in, in these flu vaccines. Chips that were pre-filled in the syringes. I started talking about this way back in 2009 when the swine flu thing was going on and how they were saying that it would be so easy to slip a microchip at the end of quality control into the tip of the needle. It's the first thing going into you and then the vaccine would come after that. You'd get them both though. So this is something they're doing now. So, you know, this is, this is was his testimony, but, but, you know, you have to say, ask yourself, you know, is, is this possible? Um, if you look at the groups that we, we, we tested, and you, you have to say, okay, you know, what, what are the odds of factoring everyone else out, the military, those who've had electric surgeries, and all you have left are people coming up positive in the right or left shoulder area, that's where you get your shots. You know, you, you have to use common sense and say, is this possible? And I, I, I think most people will conclude, absolutely. So we, you know, this particular testing that we did of non-symptomatic group, we also did because we were so concerned about it. We, we went to the largest city, one of the larger cities in, in California, uh, in Sacramento, and we just took a whole bunch of just random people and started testing them, and the statistics were exactly the same. Okay, another big question. So that was exactly the same. Ninety percent of the population that they were finding were implanted with RFID microchips. Ninety percent, you know. And have you heard about this? I mean, alternative media should be all over this like a cheap suit. I mean, seriously, I don't understand why, like, Mike Adams and, and Alex Jones and all these other guys are not all over this. Because, to me, this is, I mean, you've got the flu shot and you've got the microchip. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can't imagine a, about a worse scenario than this. So, I mean, just understand what we're facing here. Um, it, it is a real gauntlet. It's a real minefield. Uh, out there.
in the world, and especially if you walk across the threshold of that hospital, and in any any of these hospitals, you just don't know what you're going to get. And it seems to me that this is, I mean, but not only that, then you could go get your flu vaccine anywhere now. Just about drive through flu vaccines and go to the drugstores and things of this nature. So, then we have this next report entitled, New Vaccines Will Permanently Alter the Human DNA. Why is the government so maniacal about injecting vaccines? Consider this article in light of the accelerating push to mandate and enforce vaccination across the planet. The reference is the New York Times 31515 entitled Protection Without a Vaccine. It describes the frontier of research. Here are the key quotes that illustrate the use of synthetic genes to protect against disease. While changing the genetic makeup of humans, this is not science fiction. By delivering synthetic genes into the muscles of experimental monkeys, the scientists are essentially re-engineering the animals to resist disease. Now, the re-engineering the animals, that's the point you have to focus in on. The sky's the limit, said Michael Farzan, an immunologist at Scripps and lead author of the new study. The first human trial based on the strategy, which is called immunoprophylaxis by gene transfer, or IGT, is underway and several new ones are planned. IGT is altogether different from traditional vaccination. It is instead a form of gene therapy. Scientists isolate the genes that produce the powerful antibodies against certain diseases and then synthesize the artificial versions. There's always some supposedly wonderful reason why they're doing this. Um, the genes are placed into viruses, which is even better, and injected into human tissue, usually the muscle. So good, we're, we're getting the, the altered GMO, who knows what kind of genes, Nephilim genes, placed into viruses, no less, and then injected into human muscle tissue. Here's the punchline. The viruses invade human cells with their DNA payloads, and the synthetic gene is incorporated into the recipient's own DNA. Guess what? You're not fully, potentially human anymore. If it's incorporating a foreign DNA into your own DNA, you are not the same person you were prior to that happening. Your, your genetics have been changed on a molecular level. Your DNA has been... And this is what I've been saying for years about the DNA. It's all about the DNA. What was it about in Noah's day? The DNA corrupting the dna of mankind in that particular case it was exclusively through fallen angels procreating with women creating these creatures nephilim giants and it got so bad to the point god had to just basically start over again flooded the earth ate humans on the ark with the animals now i'm not saying that the only ones that hadn't been corrupted but there's a good likelihood it may have been that way up to that point god had to start over again and they're doing the same thing today, and Jesus Christ predicted, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, and also as in the days of Lot. So we've got this unbelievable push to corrupt our DNA, just like it was in the days of Noah. Then you look at the days of Lot, and you have this transgender, homosexual, disgusting agenda being shoved down our throat everywhere we look. It's the exact thing that jesus christ predicted 
And it's only getting worse every single day. Going further, <laughs> this is just unbelievable. If all goes well, the new genes instruct the cells to begin manufacturing powerful antibodies. Read that again. The synthetic gene is incorporated into the recipient's own DNA. The Times article taps Dr. David Baltimore for an opinion. Uh, still, Dr. Baltimore says that he envisions that some people might be leery of a vaccination strategy. That means altering their own DNA, even if it prevents a potentially fatal disease. Let's take this further. Under the cover of preventing disease and all the good covert ops floating a laudatory goal to conceal their true intent, vaccines are ideal carriers of all sorts of genes that would be permanently incorporated into the human structure. The enormous tonnage of propaganda about vaccines and the resultant mandatory laws that enforce vaccination create a powerful channel along which re-engineering, the re-engineering of humanity is eminently possible it's happening it's not possible it's happening there's not enough pushback this guy's doing some just random he does two different uh random searches out in california and checks these people and he's finding that 90 90 percent of them are already have the rfid microchip implants and there's various ways you can get them elective surgeries um, um, going in for, you know, let's say getting a car accident, who knows they have to do a surgery then, might get it then. Flu vaccines, who knows what other vaccines they may be incorporating these things into. You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of other different ways as well. So going further, um, let's see here. Synthetic. Synthetic genes injected into billions of humans would form a grand experiment to create an altered species. This is what they want to do. This grand experiment would be compartmentalized. For example, secretly, genes 1 through 6 would be injected into group A in geolocation 1. Genes 12 or 7 through 12 would be injected into group B in location 2, and so on. Vaccine recipients will be subjected to ongoing surveillance to gauge the results on various pretexts. Members of these groups will be brought into clinics for exams and tests to discover markers that purportedly reveal their body's responses to the genetic alterations. And, of course, there is no informed consent. The human guinea pig will have no knowledge of what is being done to them and what would be the objectives of this lunatic research program. Uh, well, they would vary. On a simplified level, there would be two. Create a weaker and more docile and more obedient and more dependent humans more sickly yeah on the other hand create a stronger healthier and more intelligent and more talented humans well i don't really buy into that because now you're dealing with homo sapiens 2.0 you're dealing with the transhumanism movement and i don't buy into that garbage you know that's what they're going to say but these are going to be vessels of satan essentially these are going to be um humanity 2.0 that will not be able to get saved they're not fully human anymore they're transhuman Okay, which is another gigantic goal of all of this for Satan. To corrupt your DNA to the point where you're not capable of being saved anymore. Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross to save a whole bunch of Nephilim. To save a whole bunch of people whose DNA is so corrupted, they're not even human anymore. Now, I'm not saying that if you've gotten these vaccines, it makes you unsaved. But it's not something I would obviously advise you to mess around with. 
I mean, you you pray about it, but I I, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm, I want to touch any of this stuff with a ten foot pole. And clearly, some of this research will be carried on inside by the military. Obviously, that's one of the main places that this is going on and has went on, and they have the ability through that uh, or executive order that Clinton put through, where they can eject the military with any anything, and they cannot they uh, have no right to know what's in it, uh, to refuse it or anything. Okay, so that's what, you know, you being in the military, that's what you're going to be subjected to. Secrecy is easier to maintain, and the aim to produce better soldiers is a long-standing goal of the Pentagon and its research arm DARPA. The global vaccine experiment of this type I'm describing here has another bonus for the planners. Those people who fall ill can die, uh, ill or die, can be written off as having suffered from some other various disease or disorder. Uh, which will have nothing to do with the vaccines. This is already standard operating procedure for the medical cartel. So again, what's the first uh, tenet of the New World Order of their of their Ten Commandments, the Georgia Guidestones, to reduce world population to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature? Okay, well, that's you know about a seven billion person reduction in current levels, probably a little bit more. Okay, so um, that's quite a bit. That's quite a bit of people that are going to have to die. Okay, so, you know, or 6.5 billion. I don't know, around in, in, in that area. Anyway, this is another way that they can make all of that happen. The numbers of casualties in this great experiment would be of no concern to the brave New World Order shapers. As I've documented extensively, the U.S. medical system is already killing 2.25 million per decade, which is a very conservative estimate, and that's not even remotely accurate. It's way more than that. As a result of FDA-approved drugs and mistreatment in hospitals. Major media and government leaders are aware, are aware of this fact. They do nothing about it. They're all on the take. They're all part of the problem. They're all part of that corrupt, evil system. Here's a quote from Princeton molecular bio biologist Lee Silver, the author of Remaking Eden. It gives you a window uh, into how important geneticists are thinking about an engineered future. The gen rich, who will account for 10% of the American population, will all carry the synthetic genes. All aspects of the economy, the media, and the entertainment industry, the knowledge industry, are controlled by members of the gen rich class. Now, this has been portrayed in a lot of different Hollywood blockbusters in the past years this same type of scenario you have the ultra elite and then you have the serfdom slave uh inferior genetic class as they would term them goes he goes on to say naturals or unaltered humans work as low-paid service providers or as laborers which is exactly the the scheme the thing that was presented in the in the show Gattaca exact uh scenario Eventually, the gen-rich class and the natural class will become entirely separate species with no ability to even crossbreed <laughs> uh, with as much romantic interest in each other as a cur current human would have for a chimpanzee. So this is their ultimate wonderful godly goal for humanity. Indeed, it is hard to find any legitimate basis for restricting the use of reprogrammed genetics. I will argue that the use of reprogenic technologies is inevitable. Whether we like it or not, the global marketplace will reign supreme. This is what they're saying. Here's another gem from Gregory Stock, former director of the Program in Medicine, Technology, and Society at UCLA Medi Medical School. UCLA, okay. 
He says, quote, even if half the world's species were lost during these genetic experiments, enormous diversity would still remain. <laughs> uh, these sick devils, they're, they're going to, I tell you, they're going to have so much fun in hell, is all I can really say. I mean, the, the, the unbelievable lack of compassion and the utter arrogance and audacity that these people possess, it just knows no bounds. They truly are of their father, the devil. And of his lusts and of his works, they will happily do. Um, he goes on to say, when those of the distant future look back on this period of history, they will likely see it not as an era when the natural environment was impoverished, but as the age when a plethora of new forms, some biological, some technological, some a combination of two, meaning your cyborgian transhumanism robot, is what he's referenced to there, when they burst onto the scene, we serve, we best serve ourselves as well as future generations by focusing on the short-term consequences of our actions rather than our vague notions about the needs of some distant future. So again, this is spoken truly from the forked tongue mouth of Satan himself. We've just heard from Satan's little helper in that quote. Notice that these two well-known scientists are speaking about ethics. A significant number of such experts have their own lunatic version of what is right and wrong. With vaccines that permanently alter the human genetic makeup on the horizon, and given the corporate and, and I don't believe they're on the horizon, I believe they're already here, I believe people's genetics are already being altered and have been being altered, and now we're getting microchipped to boot. Okay, uh, And given the corporate and governmental agency penchant for secrecy, we already inhabit the brave new world. It's not a distant prospect. Which is why the defense of freedom becomes ever the more vital. That struggle comes down to who controls the legal definition of human rights and not the science. And each human merely, is each human merely and only a system waiting to be re-engineered or receive something far more? We're, we're created in God's image, but none of them would ever um, agree to that because they themselves think that they are their own gods. They believe that we're going from the old world order into the new world order where they will become as gods and was the same uh, offer that the serpent offered to eve in the garden of eden and they and they've been given that same forbidden fruit essentially they've been offered that okay and they're just like listen do do what we say for you to do keep doing what you're doing and we'll bring you into that brave new world order where you where you shall be as gods and this is what they're all banking on they all think they're going to live forever and they all got a rude rude awakening coming um, we already know that the vast majority of brain researchers and geneticists believe, as well as the governments and corporations and universities and foundations that make important decisions, and it's not good. We already know what they believe, and it's not good. That leads us to, to take up the argument and the resistance. Not Lee Silver at Princeton, nor Gregory Stock, or Bill Gates, or George Soros, or David Rockefeller, or the Pope, or Stephen Hawking, or Obama, or the Clintons, or Monsanto, or Dow, or the Bush family, or PBS, or Fox, or socialists, or communists, or liberals, or some devil at Harvard, or MIT, or UCLA. Humanity must resist this evil. But I don't see a lot of that happening, unfortunately. Uh, but, again, this is why I do what I do as a watchman. I'm trying to sound the trumpet about all of the evils that we are facing. And, and again, this is super, super important stuff we're looking at here today. You know, and um, not a lot of preachers are going to touch this stuff. Some will, but not a lot, unfortunately. But, you know, that's their calling is, is another calling, so 
but I still think they should be warning their flocks about these things, you know, because uh, the Bible does say my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And you go in there not knowing that the flu shot is as evil as it is and that you're probably going to get a microchip implant and you're never warned by anybody. Well, and you get it, well, you're, you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And how much of that is affecting you on a spiritual level, I have no idea. How much of it's affecting you on a biological level, I don't know. But I know it's not good. I know it's horrific. And I know that if the ultimate end to all of this are people either taking the mark of the beast or, ha or being beheaded, I know that this must be really, really an important thing for Satan to get going here. Get that ball rolling. And he's doing it. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and end part one here. And we'll go to part two, which should be the final part where we're going to switch over to a related subject of the superbugs that we're seeing come on the horizon here and the implications for humanity. So it's kind of a different, little bit different thrust, so I'm going to go ahead and break here and we'll go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.